Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com breadbox. Welcome to the Will Within Podcast. This is your home for shared stories of hope, perseverance, will, and inspiration. Join us today as we share another story that brings to life the underlying beat of our lives. Consider us your virtual friends. Let's get inspired. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Wheel Within Podcast, and I'm your host, Regina Pontus. I'm so excited because, as you know, you might not have actually realized this, but it's a one-year anniversary of this. I've been doing this podcast for a year, and one of the exciting things that I've done is talk to some wonderful people, including the next gentleman I'm going to be addressing with you. His name is Father Chris Alar. I am going to actually use his conversation of last year because he did such a wonderful job talking about Divine Mercy Chapel that happens around Easter, the Novena. If you see the Novena starting on Good Friday, you receive some wonderful graces and plenary indulgences, and that happens Divine Mercy Sunday on the Sunday after Easter. During this conversation, you will be hearing references to uh, Father Seraphim, and unfortunately he has passed away. He was 90, God, God rest his soul. He passed away from complications to COVID, and he happened right in February, I believe. So but please understand that obviously the father was alive when he did this recording. Father Chris also, he's a director at the Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, so he's done some wonderful things there. One of the things he has done is written a book recently that has literally just came out. So if you want to grab it right before this Divine Mercy, it's great. It's Understanding Divine Mercy, and it's written by Father Chris Alar. He's also going to be giving a talk on EWT on Monday through Friday, which is the 5th through the 9th. He's going to be talking about Divine Mercy, talking all about its graces and everything. That's going to happen for those days on 5 30 p.m. and Eastern Standard Time. So I wanted to bring those things to your attention as well. Finally, I wanted to address to you that this year, the, the dates you hear when him talking about are not the dates that Divine Mercy actually happens. But on Divine Mercy Sunday this year, they're going to be having a special on their YouTube channel where it starts at 12, goes to 1.30. They're going to talk all about Divine Mercy. Kind of like a live pre-show before the liturgy, so talks about things happening and watching people coming in, things that are happening at the shrine. And then from 1.30 to 3 o'clock, the gentleman that I just recently interviewed, Bishop 
William Byrne is actually going to be presiding because he's the bishop of the newly installed, uh, he's the newly installed bishop of the Diocese of Springfield. So that's actually going to be exciting because I see Father William Byrne at work, and it's a blessing. He's a wonderful guy. This is Father Byrne month, I guess. So I'm so excited about this, and I don't. Without any further ado, I'm going to play that conversation with you. But just keep those particular aspects in mind. Father Chris is wonderful. So I hope you thoroughly enjoy this and feel free to comment and subscribe, hit that like button. And obviously, if you want to get in touch with me, please feel free to contact the Will Within Podcast at gmail.com. Have a wonderful Easter. And until next time, my Will Within family, be blessed. My name is Father Chris Alar. I'm the Marian Father of the Immaculate Conception one of the priests here at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. And we are the religious community that's been entrusted with spreading the message and devotion of Divine Mercy as given to St. Faustina. And I'm a later vocation. I came to the Marians a little bit later in life. I was, uh, I'm an engineer by degree. Um, I got my MBA from the University of Michigan and I had my own business in Charlotte, North Carolina, and was engaged to be married, had a home on the lake, a business on the lake, and was blessed quite a bit by the Lord. And he changed direction. After finding out about Divine Mercy, he gave me quite a bit of things to think about and discern in my life. And I chose to enter in to the community. And I've been here for 14 years now. What made you decide to go in that particular community? As opposed to it was it was divine mercy. Um, when I learned about the message and devotion of divine mercy, including the chaplet of divine mercy, the image of divine mercy, it made it um, pretty easy to determine that I thought this was where God was sending me. One of the lines when I learned about the divine mercy chaplet and the power of the divine mercy chaplet, I really was intrigued. And then I learned about the feast of divine mercy Sunday, which is this extraordinary promise that we can have our entire slates wiped clean, Um, not just of sin, the forgiveness of sin, which happens in the confessional. But when we leave the confessional, many people don't realize that the the temporal punishment due to sin remains. After we confess our sins, we still owe um, satisfaction back to our Lord for the sins we've committed because we've scarred the body of Christ. You know, our sins are not private. They are communal. And so we affect the whole harmony of God's universe when we sin. And so we must make reparation for that. And so the temporal punishment that we are owed due to sin remains, even after we come out of the confessional. And Christ told St. Faustina that that was a, that was a given, um, that was a given thing that we had um, to be able to grant in a grace that's given one day a year called uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. And so we're very thankful for that grace. And that's what really changed my life was learning about this as a, and a tremendous grace that any soul can get by uh, going to confession and receiving Holy Communion. Confession can be before, but Holy Communion on that day, on the day of Divine Mercy Sunday. And we are given complete forgiveness of not only all sin, but all punishment due to sin. And it happens on that one day, Divine Mercy Sunday. Because you usually have to make reparations, even though you made 
an error. You, we still have to pay the piper to a certain extent. To That's right. Them, and, to and so when you think of all the, all the punishment that we're probably owed for our sins, and God says on this one day of the year, I'm going to wipe it all clean. It's a day of forgiveness and, um, and grace to be wiped clean. You know, Father Seraphim teaches that never will your soul be cleaner than it is on Divine Mercy Sunday, other than your original baptism. And so that gives you an idea of how powerful that grace is. Let me ask you a question. We're in a unique situation right now with the pandemic, which is another important reason why I wanted to talk to you. Because there is a, I'd like you to do a, a history of the Divine Mercy real quick. But then let's talk about how we can incorporate what's called the chaplet. That starts next week. I think it's Good Friday. I'm not exactly sure. I think it's Good Well, the Friday. Novena. The chaplet novena. we pray every day, but yeah. the Novena the, to the yeah. chaplet. Uh, novena for the Divine Mercy, which prays the chaplet each day. And we day. won't be able to get the graces because we are in Stockbridge, which is the Marian Helpers in Stockbridge. And I know you guys have uh, 100,000 people that show up on that day, but unfortunately we can't deal with that this time. Can you explain to us you th- why you think the particular graces or would work in this instance for this year? Yeah, you, you are absolutely still able to receive the grace that Christ promises of the extraordinary promise on Divine Mercy Sunday. And here's why. In the diary of St. Faustina, she's the nun that Jesus said he used to prepare the world. He's preparing the world for his final coming. I'm going to is, interrupt you for just a second. We have a lot of listeners that are not Catholic. So can okay. you just back up just a little to explain Faustina and what? Sure. Yeah, Saint Faustina was a uh, was a nun. I think most um, most people know the nuns are these um, lovely ladies that give their life in consecration to prayer and service to the church and to the community. And Saint Faustina was a nun who lived uh, and died in the 1930s that wrote and documented um, appearances that Jesus, um, when he came to her with messages that he gave to her and she wrote it down. And these have been studied tremendously by the church. Um, The theologians have looked at this and it has been determined that it is supernatural, meaning that it didn't come from her. And in these revelations that Christ, um, when he revealed himself to St. Faustina, said to her a couple things. And um, these are important things, if you will. Um, For instance, he told her that he was going to use her to prepare the world for his final coming. And um, this is what we see happening more and more, I think, as a preparation for the world for the second coming of Christ. Now, we don't know when that'll be. Nobody knows that. But Jesus said on this day, Divine Mercy Sunday, which for those who don't know, it's the Sunday after Easter. So if you have Easter Sunday coming up on the 12th of April, this is the 19th of April. And in it, Jesus makes a promise. And he tells everyone that for the soul that goes to confession and receives Holy Communion, they can be wiped clean, as I said, of all sin and punishment. Now, there's two variations of this. What about non-Catholics? And what about Catholics who can't get to the sacraments? So the answer for those two is actually the same. They can get this grace. Oh, that's wonderful. And let's start with how you do that. Okay, a normal situation for a Catholic 
would be to go to the sacrament of confession sometime before Divine Mercy Sunday and be in a state of grace. <clears throat> then, <clears throat> then they would go to Holy Communion on that day at a Catholic Mass and receive the Holy Eucharist um, and receive these graces. Now, there are two, as I just mentioned, variations where people are not going to fall into that category. And again, let's start with the ones who are not Catholic. They don't have the sacrament of confession and they don't have the uh, sacrament of communion and neither do those people who are now stuck at home with the coronavirus. So what do they do? In both instances, you can receive the grace, whether you're non-Catholic or even though you can't get to a church. Father, how do I do that? All right. In lieu of the sacrament of confession, a non-Catholic or somebody who's confined, quarantined at home can make what we call an act of contrition. And this goes across all Christian religious lines. It's just basically telling God you're sorry for the sins you've committed. And yet you say, Lord, from the depth of my heart, I am truly sorry for what I have done. And what I am, what I am, what I am, you know, in a situation where I can't get to the sacrament of confession, I'm sorry for what I've done, and I'm going to try to do better. And that is what we call an act of contrition. And that act of contrition basically has to have the intent that I'm going to try my best. And, you know, remember, there's this phrase that says, Saints are simply sinners who just keep on trying. Right. The key for us is to keep on trying. This is what all our Lord asks of us. Um, and so we have to realize that we do this. We're giving our Lord a best, I guess you could say, promise of our effort to refrain from sin, to try to amend our life, and ask for forgiveness for past sins. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing that we do in lieu of Holy Communion, the Catholics, let's say you can't get, you're not Catholic or you can't get to the sacrament. The next best thing for that person to do is to make what we call a spiritual communion. And that is just for Catholics saying, Lord, I can't receive you at all, body, blood, soul, or divinity. I can't receive you in the Holy Eucharist. but Please give me the grace of I just did. And this is very powerful. For non-Catholics, it's just simply saying, Lord, I want to be united with you fully, intimately. I want to be able to be the best. I want the best grace you can give me to be united with you. If you do these two things, you can receive this extraordinary promise. That's just beautiful. It's amazing. God gives us some wonderful graces. Thank you so much for saying that. So explain to me about the chaplet and then the novena itself. Okay. The chaplet of divine mercy is a chaplet. Uh, a chaplet means string of beads. And um, Catholics have a traditional string of beads called a rosary. And I know that some people, there's an, a misunderstanding and they think it's just vain, repetitious prayer. Uh, first of all, it's not vain. I can promise you that. Yeah. Uh, secondly, repetitious is not against the Bible. Go open the Bible, and whenever our Lord emphasizes anything or a Jewish tradition, they don't have the superlative. 
Like they don't say good, better, best. They don't have superlative. In order to emphasize something as the best, they would repeat it three times, like holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. That's right out of the Bible. So repetition is not against the Bible. Vain repetition is. Now, when you pray the rosary with multiple Hail Marys, it's not vain. And it's not just a bunch of Hail Marys. It's actually meditation on scripture. Exactly. And I was going to say that it's all about, it's, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's all about looking at various aspects of Christ's life and meditating yeah. on them. You know, like the Annunciation. And Mary is also in the Bible. Yeah. Hail Mary. Yep. And Jangle and Angel Gabriel. Yep. Like the Annunciation or right. the Visitation. These are scriptural. Right. And so we're meditating on these mysteries. Now, um, <clears throat> the chaplet is a prayer prayed on those same beads. And um, on the large beads, and then there's 10 smaller beads, we make a prayer. And the large beads, we say, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. What we're doing is interceding on behalf of our brothers and sisters and ourselves who have sinned and caused disharmony to God's universe. We're praying for God to accept our prayer and the offer of Christ in atonement for those sins. Now, a lot of people are like, Father, how can I say, Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus? I can't do that. I'm not God. Actually, by virtue of our priesthood, we share, and I'm, I'm sorry, by virtue of our baptism, we share in the priesthood of Christ. And so all of us share in the priesthood of Christ by virtue of our baptism, and a, and a priest makes sacrifice. So when you pray this prayer, you're actually making sacrifice. And so it's a beautiful offering to God in atonement for our sins and the sins of the whole world. Then on the small beads, the 10 next beads, you pray for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Basically, it's more intercession saying, okay, Lord, God the Father, because your son died on the cross, in other words, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Passion means the, the death, the, um, the, 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 you know, the pain, the struggle, the death and the resurrection. Um, uh, or I should say the passion is the, 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 the crucifixion. Um, because our, our Lord went through that, because your son went through that for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. So in other words, what we're saying is, Lord, Jesus died on the cross for us. Don't let that be in vain. Have mercy on us because of it and in lieu of it. And so we have an opportunity through the chaplet of divine mercy to, um, to bring about atonement for the world. And remember, right now in the world, there's a lot of mess going on. And people think, oh, well, this is just God punishing the world. Well, okay, you got to look at it this way. Yes. What's happening with the coronavirus is a result of sin. But it's not because God's sitting upstairs in heaven beating us down with a, with a stick. In God's ordained will, he does not want this virus. He doesn't want the consequences that come from it, like, like death. He doesn't want this. But in his permissive will, he allows it. Now, why would some good and loving God allow this? Well, okay. First of all, there is consequence to sin. 
The Bible says this from page one. And we've, we've been living in this world like there is no God, like there is no consequence Correct. to sin. Yep. This is how we've been living. Yep. Now, what we have to understand is there is consequence. When we sin, when you sin or I sin, we put a poison into the, to God's universe. We create disharmony in God's universe. So now all of a sudden, instead of perfect harmony, we have natural disasters, disease, sickness, and death. And it's not, again, because God wants it, but, but he gave us free will. We, we have the ability to choose sin or virtue. And when we choose sin, we pump poison into the world. And eventually that poison causes things like the sicknesses and the death. So the beautiful thing is, though, God gives us an opportunity to reverse that. We can actually undo that. And that is when we go and make reparation for the sins of ourselves and our loved ones and our neighbors. I think you said that wonderfully. Thank you so much for doing that. Because when you think about it, nowadays people have such a hard time even trying to grasp um, any spiritual nature. Everybody's on the go. People just disassociate themselves from God. So right now they're having to do a lot of self-reflection. I know when people say, oh, there's a lot of suicides get up and all this kind of stuff at this time but there's also a lot of introspection and i think this is actually a perfect opportunity to do that and come to the realization of your commitment and relationship to god and really um you know we just talked about what's called the chaplet of divine mercy and what's interesting is in the 1940s the chaplet of divine mercy used to be called the corona of mercy no Yep. Oh, wow. and, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that was called the Corona of Mercy. And that Corona of Mercy was Latin. The word Corona is Latin for crown. And crown is what Jesus wears as the king. He's right. our God. He Only he is king. Right. But yet in our world today, we've made, we've made ourselves king and the crown, sex, money, Power, sports, entertainment, money. These things are what we've made our gods. And now Lord has taken them away um, temporarily. Look at our stock market. It's volatile. Money can disappear overnight. Right. Look at our sports. They're being canceled. Look at our entertainment. There's no entertainment. I have to tell you, I talked to a friend of mine the other day. Usually he's extremely upbeat. But when I said, hi, how are you? He went off for about 30 minutes. This is the guy that, I, that had real structure, but because of the sports, and he has no spiritual base, because yeah. the sports was taken away, because of some other elements were taken away, he said, I want my life back. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to do introspection. So he's like really taking a step back to try to learn how to do that right now. So this wow. is a prime opportunity. I really felt so bad, which as a matter of fact, you did something about divine mercy and suicide and spiritual awakening yes. because you do have a, a wonderful experience. You have a DVD that's called the divine mercy one-on-one and I can yes. hear it just from your voice that you really know your stuff. So <laughs> can you explain to me about the novena now and how that works? Cause this is the perfect time. It happens on the Friday, good Friday. Yep. And it goes through mm-hmm. and because <clears throat> I drop podcasts usually on the Monday, this will be the Monday before. This will be after okay. um, Palm Sunday and right before the Holy Week. The good Friday. Sure. Um, 
See, that prayer I just mentioned about what's called the Chapel of the Divine Mercy is filled with many promises. Our Lord promised that even if even the most hardened sinner, if he was to pray this prayer even once, would have the graces necessary for salvation. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. And so um, the church has a tradition of nine days of prayer, and they call it the Novena. It comes from the nine days in the upper room where Mary was with the apostles waiting the coming of the Holy Spirit. And that tradition called a novena is um, ancient in the church's tradition. It goes all the way back to the first century. And so when we want an intention, we pray nine days in a row. We call it a novena. And the, the novena of divine mercy starts on Good Friday. So the Friday before Easter continues for nine days and ends the Saturday before Divine Mercy Sunday, so the Saturday following Easter. And that is really important because in those nine days, we have nine consecutive opportunities to pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy with our intentions normally, but on those particular nine days, we are praying for the intentions Jesus gave to St. Faustina, which asks every day for a certain intention. So we have an intention like bring me the souls of the lukewarm sinner. Like, you know, we all know them, people who aren't going to church, people who have no spiritual life. And this is all things that our Lord asks us to pray for during those nine days. Okay. Okay, And this would be a perfect opportunity for you to say, where do these people go to, um, I'm going to put them at the end of the podcast, but also with the words of the actual spiritual communion and novena, but tell us where they can go so they can understand and read what, what chaplet, what's said every day, and what the intentions are. Yeah, I know you've got a website for that. Yeah, all the resources can be found on our website, thedivinemercy.org. So uh, T-H-E-D-I-V-I-N-E-M-E-R-C-Y dot O-R-G. Perfect. And so these are um, great places for the resources, teachers how to pray the chaplet. You can watch it in video. But the graces that our Lord promises are amazing. Another one is the image of divine mercy. And if you post it on your um, on your site, you can see it's an image with Christ with the rays of red and white coming from his heart. That's the blood and the water. And there's many promises made through that image. Uh, and one of them is protection against storms and diseases. Just like the Israelites used to put the blood. I was of the just going to say that I had a dream about yeah. that the other day. And yeah. then I saw your video two days later and it said, put that image on your door. Now yes. there's, there's the confirmation to my message. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Jesus, and I so, trust him. You know what? If, if, if the Israelites put the blood of a simple lamb on their door and it caused the angel of death to pass over the house, so it's known as Passover, how much more is the protection of the real blood of the exactly. real sacrifice lamb, Jesus Christ, on your door? And you could do that through the image of divine mercy because it has the blood and the water coming from his heart. And, and so that place image that on, on your, your site too, so people can download it and you know print right. it out on their printer. That would be perfect. Right. Oh, great. Oh, you're making so much sense. It's amazing. Thank you so much. I hope so. <laughs> I know you're doing you're doing a beautiful job, Father. That's the reason why you're the director there. We try. <laughs> so what are you guys doing there for yourself? Or are you guys all breaking up? Yeah, for the unfortunately, um, I was due to be on the road for three straight months, spreading the message of divine mercy around the whole country, around the world, actually. Um, 
I was supposed to go to Ireland. I was supposed to go to uh, Europe, um, but it's all been canceled. And so we're trying to do podcast videos online. We're streaming every day. You can visit um, our, our Facebook page, which is called Divine Mercy Official. And we live stream the mass at 9 a.m., the chaplet of Divine Mercy at 3 p.m., and the rosary at 5 p.m. Oh, so you can, you can do, you can do um, any of these live streams with us. Join us in prayer and learn how to do these prayers. And these are obviously, there are a billion Catholics in the world. So we're going to yep. have to hopefully get a reach a few million that we can get it from. What yes. is divinemercymatters.org? Can you define that? Yeah, that's a great series to go to, to learn what Divine Mercy is about. That's a, a series of short video clips that I put together that explain exactly what Divine Mercy is and how to receive the graces. And another website I have is suicideandhope.com. And we would love anybody who's going through suffering, anxiety, depression, especially if you've lost a loved one. Um, Maybe you've lost a loved one tragically, especially to suicide. If you go to that website, suicideandhope.com, you can enter in your loved one's name. Now, there's no obligation. You don't even have to identify yourself. You can do it anonymously. But you can put their name, and that too can be shortened. You can do a nickname, first name, initials. You don't have to put their full name. But when you put your loved one's name on there, I personally pray for each of those people. And I I do a mass for those people every month. And so it's a lot of grace you would like your loved ones to have. And then on that same site, you can get a copy of our book, Brother Jason Lewis and Me, Um, Our book is called After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, which teaches that people misunderstand church teaching. The church does not teach that if you take your own life, you automatically go to hell. You may, but you may not. You, you, You may be lost, but there's hope for their salvation. And then we offer hope for those people left behind to get through the loss of a loved one. And it's not just suicide. You could lose someone to a car accident or cancer or natural causes and still be struggling. And that book on suicideandhope.com called After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You can help you. We give the spiritual principles of how to get through, how to, uh, you can never get over a tragedy, but you can get through it. And that's what the that website and that book on that website help, help you do. Thank you so much, especially for the people who are not Catholic. You've given a lot of people great insight to that and hope when there's a lot of people that don't have yes. hope right now. I hope mean, is the key. Yep. Yes, exactly. Um, so I thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything else that I did not touch upon that you would like to focus and highlight? I will say, I, I have to, in all honesty, I use Father Chris's, cha- not chaplet, rosary, one hour. I do all four of the rosaries. Oh, good. Yeah, with uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Anna Nuzo. And yep. it's uh, absolutely gorgeous. So if people want to avail themselves and try to do meditation and, and focus on that for about an hour just to calm your spiritual awareness, then yep. you, that's a beautiful thing to get. And people get that on Amazon as well, right? Amazon Music? What is yep, that yep. And, uh, yeah, and you can get it on um, Anna Nuzo's website as well. So thank when you for When did you do uh, that? Um, uh, her website, you could just type in Anna Nuzzo, A-N-N-A-N-U-Z-Z-O. Uh-huh. When did you do that? Uh, we did that last summer. 
I read a book recently and interviewed the author of Marrying the Rosary to the Divine Mercy Chaplet. You two should consider doing that. The book is by Shane Kapler, and okay. he talks about another another level of uh, praying those two elements together. Yeah, they're the, they're, if you can't make it to Mass, they're the next best thing because praying the Rosary is like Liturgy of the Word, meditation on Scripture, and praying the Chaplet is like Liturgy of the Eucharist, offering sacrifice as a priest. You're a common priest. You share in the common priesthood. And the next best thing is to do that and then make a spiritual communion. And it's the next best grace. Yeah, like I said, Father, at the end of this, um, my notes for this podcast, I'm going to totally list all that information out so people can learn how to progress with the novena and how it's laid out with the chaplet. So I thank you so much for doing all this. It was a perfect timing too, especially with this pandemic. I was so anxious because I actually wanted to try to get to Stockbridge. And then I realized that everything was canceled. And I said, well, what what else can we do to facilitate more people doing prayers and getting the graces that are abounded for this thing? So very much. So very much for doing all this. I wish you God's peace and God's blessing. And blessings to all you and those out there who are trying to get through this difficult time. May blessings be with you and the Lord be with you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. God bless you. My thanks to Father Chris for doing this today. It was such a blessing that we had the opportunity to listen to him, especially understanding the strengths of the Divine Mercy Chaplet during this pandemic time when we actually cannot get to church. So my hope and blessing is that all of you can avail yourselves of this wonderful blessing. And I wish you the grace and peace of Almighty Christ be with you and and yours always, especially as we approach the end of this Lenten season and we begin our Easter celebration. May God shine his mercy upon all of us and get through this pandemic. Thank you so much. And as always, my virtual friends, happy Easter and be blessed. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.